The world is plagued with plastic debris and toxins in our oceans and waterways, on and in the soil of our land and in the bodies of animals and humans. It's a major problem. Rather than just give up and deal with it, Strawsome was born to do something about it. Their mission is to provide the world's most artistic, eco-friendly, and health-conscious drinking straw. Here with me today on the Science of Social Impact is architect by training, mother by choice, and creator of Strawsome by pure passion, Deidre Soroic. Deidre, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for the flow Strawsome meeting. <laughs> Cannot wait to unpack the story of Strawsome. Uh, and where I think would be a great place to start uh, would be to make sure that our listeners know that you actually came to share something with them today. Uh, you've got an idea and a belief. And like everyone, we're shaped by our life's experiences and they form what we believe. What is an idea that you're bringing today that you just know to be so, so true? Um, the belief I'm going with today is that, you know, things in life may be hard, but they're going to be worth it if you stick through those, what you believe in and what at your core you want to achieve. I love it. It's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. Right. Awesome. So with that in mind, it's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. Um, let's hear the story. Where does, uh, where does this crazy life called Strawsome and where does the crazy life of Daedra start? And you can take us back as far back as you'd like to go. Okay. So as you heard in my tagline, I'm an architect by training. Um, I do have a degree from the University of Detroit Mercy in architecture and I worked in the field for about four or five years. Just, it didn't really vibe with me. I love school, but work was very, very different, which sometimes that's the case and it's fine. Um, and then I had my, um, my husband and I had our first son in 2005. So I decided to stay home with him instead. Um, my husband then started an IT business at the same time. And then we went through a recession, the recession with having me not working and him starting his own business. Um, and then fast forward to about 2008, late 2008, it was just like, I knew I had to step up for my family and provide for them, but also provide for me, like more than just being mom. Like I loved being a mom, but it was not fulfilling my artistic abilities. Um, so I'm an architect by training, I'm a mother by choice, and then I created Strawsome just out of pure passion. And I kind of feel like I'm lucky with what happened with Strawsome, but I also know that because I believed that something would happen from it, that everything worked out for us. So in 2009, uh, early 2009, we registered Strawsome. My husband, Brian, came up with the name. I mean, when you come up with a name Strawsome to make glass <laughs> drinking straws, you kind of know it's got to work out, right? Um, so 2009, um, I then started Strawsome. I took a few classes in glass blowing and torch work. I just fell in love with it. I started on Etsy. Um, it was great. I was selling them to friends and people were getting a great response. It was a great way to test out my product that way. Um, and then at the end of 2009, my second son was born. So I kind of have a judge for how long I've been doing Strawson for because I was like at Christmas time. He was born right five days before Yeah, he's the perfect so was, measuring stick. Yes, I was <laughs> waddling to the post office with all these packages. And it just created really a sense of fulfillment in me. Like I wasn't just a mom. I was having a purpose. I could show my kids like this is what mom does and what mom created out of just an excitement for artistic abilities. And um my husband does websites with IT, so he created Strassel's website. He's awesome. that and updated it, so we have a really great platform to sell on. Um, and then 
you know, so 2009 until about 2018, it was, it was, it was kind of rough. Like that was nine years. It was rough. It was not always profitable for the most part. And then a turning point happened in 2018 where there was a viral video of a turtle with a straw stuck in its nostril. Most people have probably seen it. If you haven't, you have to look it up. Just you'll, you'll find it with Google easily. And that, I mean, we saw an instant change because Brian had set up our, our Google SEO so for search engine optimization. So when people search glass drinking straws, we were one of the first two people that you would hit on their website. Wow. Um, yeah, it, I mean, we saw an instant change. So from 2018 till now is totally different than what it was for the first nine years. And I will tell you, I'll be honest with you, I almost gave up. Like in early 2018, I was like, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to get nothing as a reward. You know, I mean, I had wonderful customers. I had a great fan base, but it just, I needed it to step up a notch to make it feel like I was actually earning a living doing this. So, because that was your one of your original motivations was to right. contribute to the family, to make a name for yourself, and to bring your passion and tools to the world in a really unique yep. and fulfilling way. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So yeah. uh, there were a couple time stamps along that journey. So mm-hmm. um, you mentioned 2009 is the is the formal start of Strawsome, but right. like all good things, it didn't you know start there. When is like the first inception of you know? I know you said you went through the time of wanting to do something. When is it? Hey, I think straws is the thing, and then obviously the name is cool. Mm-hmm. So like, was it the first name? Were there other names? And, uh, and then <laughs> what leads us up to 20, 2009 for you to say, all right, we're filing the paperwork. We're doing it. Right. Um, it, I think it really started actually my love for like environmental products is what started it all. So when I first had my son, I started changing to environmentally friendly cleaning products. I started, you know, using cloth napkins and not using paper towels, just using rags, just simple little changes. And um, when a friend brought the idea to me of using something other than a plastic straw, it really was like, wow, that, that kind of makes sense, you know, because I'm getting away from plastic water bottles and using something and not trying to drink out of plastic so much. So um, that really clicked a long time ago. And so when my friend brought that idea to me, it just was like, I'm going to try this. Why not give it a go? And actually the friend at, that, um, at the glass studio where I learned I asked them to make the straws for us. And she said, no, we're going to teach you how to do it instead. And I, you know, I'm a game for anything. I'm pretty open-minded and pretty free flowing. So I just, I went with it. And um, then we, it took us probably, I think it was about three months to figure out the name of Strawsome. So at the time I was also, <laughs> I'm such a jack of all trades. I was also <laughs> teaching natural childbirth classes <laughs> out of my home. So um, I, I also had a painting business in the past. You so got to be scrappy. You got to be scrappy. <laughs> I'm, I'm very versatile. I can do a lot. I just <laughs> tiled a whole wall in my kitchen. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so when I came to this crossroads, I had to decide, do I want to go with this natural childbirth, which is somebody else's idea and roll with that. But it's not really, is it my passion or should I go with Strawsome? And, you know, we mulled over it for like three months and it took a long time to come up with that name. You had suck it and, you know really inappropriate names all worse ones than you know so when we finally came up with Strassum I said you know you just it has to be it and so I decided you know I can't be a mom to do this and do that so I'm gonna just split into two forks in the road and be a mom and Strassum 
Wow. So you have the idea, you're ready to go, file the paperwork. You have, you're fortunate to have your co-founder and team member being able to build a website. That's a mm-hmm. huge step, um, huge, huge leg up right off the bat. Um, what is like the first thing that you do? Uh, I mean, you talked about taking classes. Uh, is that, does that happen first and then we launch Strawsome and then you just find some initial customers and friends and family? Can you take us through those steps of how you navigated it? Yeah, I think we live in a really, um, an, a world where it's easy to market yourself because of social media, especially even back then in, you know, 2009, it was still very popular. So you can get your word out there. And, you know, if you're a trustworthy person and, you know, after we did all those steps, like it was taking the classes was the first step. And then getting the word out there was, you know, people trusted me and I had been sharing how I was on like environmentally friendly, you know, ideas and, they knew where my mind was coming from. So they trusted the product that I was selling. So people would try it. And even my friends would just fall in love with it. I mean, my cousin, you know, was like, Oh, I have one from way back in 2008 before I've even had a website, you know, and they're, I still have it, you know, and they keep buying more. I'm like, you're my cousin. You don't have to buy them. But they, when you're, you know, you have that passion, you have that trustworthiness, it, it shines through and people will, will really stand behind your product. And, and now my customers see that as well. So mm-hmm. keeping in mind that Brian built our website, but we made it in such a way that I think websites can also go into like a mom and pop versus big box store. You know, you can get this product on Amazon, but you don't get our customer service. You don't get our lifetime guarantee. You don't get to see who's making your product and who you're supporting. So we really made it when you go on our website. So you see who we are. There's no hiding who's making this. People call me and I answer the phone and they laugh because I answer the phone and I'm the one making them while I'm on the phone. So um, just really putting out there who you are. And I think it just, I think that really put forth in the universe to bring it right back to us and make us successful in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, is it fair to say that you, prior to starting this, had never made a glass straw or had made glass ever? Um, I had never made a straw before. So there's a couple different forms of glass blowing. So there's the really, you know, glass blowing when you gather and you blow it and you pull it in a you know, rod and everything. But this is on torch work. So it's kind of like how they make beads. So um, our tubes are pre-made in really long lengths of borosilicate or Pyrex glass. So then we can score it and cut it in a way that we want the lengths to be and then heat it up in the torch. I'd never done that before. But where I did learn, I had done a glass blowing sampler and I liked it. Like it was very creative, but it was very intense. It was very hot and very hard work. And not that I don't like hard work, but I don't like 4,000 degrees or whatever it was in my face all the time. It was, I'm a very hot blooded person. So um, I hadn't done it really formally. I just did a little sampler. And when I did what I did, it gave me a little taste of that torch work of the full glass blowing and I just loved it. It was awesome. What do you need to start making glass straws? So um, I started in my garage and I was in my garage making these all year round in Michigan, which can go from a hundred degrees to 40 below. Sure can. (laughs) So I was in the garage from two, well, I rented a torch for the first, you know, maybe eight months, year or whatever. I don't remember how long it was. And then I got a, um, garage station and I worked in the garage from um you know 2009 till I think 
2019 something you say it so casual was it like oh kids kids mom's in the garage she's got a blowtorch going like just don't go out there right now yeah i mean it's it's not you know it was just normal you know i'd be like i'm gonna be in the garage for a couple hours (laughs) it's a torch that's run on propane and oxygen it gets up to 1500 degrees but it's it's clamped to the table so and i think if you go on our website you'll also see a video of me making them there and then um, you need the glass, obviously, that you're going to use. There's many different varieties of straws, so we have many different varieties of product stocked up for to make um, from raw material. And then you need, if you want to, you have to anneal it after you're done with it. So, like, if I bend it, put a decoration on it, it then goes into an oven to slowly cool down. Which is also in the garage? It, yeah, it was all in the garage. And the, my wow. oven is actually, <laughs> it's a repurposed um, mailbox. <laughs> Because I have the weirdest experience in life. So when people make um, glass beads on the torch, they just have this little square oven, which is fine if you have a little bead, but I have these long straws and it doesn't fit into a square. You can't put a rectangle into a square. So we actually had to manufacture, my husband and his dad found plans for making a oven out of mailbox, a metal mailbox. So I have two metal mailboxes next to my work. Wow. So yeah, we moved out. I think it was two years ago to our own uh, warehouse space. We found a nice space. It's literally two minutes from our house and it's nice because now it's separate. It's yes. a totally different entity. Mom's at work. I'm not making dinner as well as doing this, that, and the other. Yes. You mentioned Pyrex as a material. Is it is it important what kind of glass someone uses to make a straw? It's not just like plastic or glass. It's either or. It's what type of glass? Yeah. So um, when you blow glass, it's actually a crystal. So that's why crystal stemware is very expensive because it's very fragile too. A lot of them you can't put in the dishwasher because they could break. Um, And if you have a glass straw made out of crystal and you dink it the wrong way or accidentally drop it, it's definitely going to break. So we use borosilicate glass, which is the brand name Pyrex, um, equivalent to that. And it's... um, it's got a certain wall thickness, so you're not going to bite it. Like if you blew it out, it not, might not be that wall thickness of the straw tube. And so it, you can't bite into it. It's gonna, you're going to hurt your teeth. And then if you do break, drop it, it can break. It might not break, but it's more durable and it can go in the dishwasher. So it's way more durable than crystal glassware. And it's very different than um, plastic and stainless steel straws and bamboo straws. There's like three different... Um, you know, other alternatives out there for glass straws. So it's um, metal is, it'll radiate heat and cold, whereas glass will not. So if you're drinking something hot, you're going to feel that heat. If you're drinking something mm-hmm. cold, you're going to feel that cold. Plastic um, will actually leach. If you're drinking like, let's say a lemon water, the lemon will actually leach um, and pull, because it's acidic, it will pull the mineral, the um, chemicals out of the plastic and into your mouth and into your body, which actually it'll pull it out of metal as well to metal leaches. Glass does not leach. It's non-porous. And then bamboo is, it's just different. You can't see through it. Like it's a great alternative. It won't break and it's very renewable, but you can't see through it to see if it's clean. And yeah. I didn't really care for that. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously like a huge amount of skill that you had to learn and the way that you talk about learning it, you talk about it so casually and so humbly, but I want to make sure that we capture, like uh, you said you had taken a glass blowing class, but really how long does it take you from the time you decide I want to do glass straws to really learning how to make a straw and saying, I'm confident selling this to someone. Right. Um, it, it took, I, I mean, I probably took four or five weekend classes 
before I actually felt confident to sell them. And even when I look back at them, I'm like, oh, these are awful, you right. know, like, horrible. But people thought they were great, you know. If you're a novice, you don't have any idea. You're just a general public. You don't know. But me as the artist can be picky and say, oh, it's not my best work. But it, you could still drink out of it. But I was doing decorations, and they just weren't that great. I would say, I mean, I now make turtles on the surface of the straw. I make a penguin, and you I mean, it would take me like, 50 tries to get that penguin right, you know, yeah. over and over and over again, trying it. And that wasn't happening until probably five years in. So it took a really long time to be comfortable and confident because it's detailed work in a flame. And if your hand is shaky, you're done. You know, you have to have, have to have that confidence and you have to just keep practicing. What do they say? 10,000 hours and you're an expert. I think I'm an Uber expert because I probably <laughs> like a hundred thousand hours on these. By Wild. Now. Yeah. So you, you get the skill down, you've got the website, you, like you said, your trust, your brand was creating an initial group of clients. Why from 2009 to 2018 was that considered like, you know, the, the bigger stretch of, of toughness and why didn't it go from the small group that you created from your personal brand to bigger uh, and obviously we know what happened in 2018, but mm-hmm. tell me about those nine years in a little bit. Um, so I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. So um, between 2009 and 2018, it was a slow go because it wasn't a, a viral thing. It wasn't known by the general public and which is fine. And that's, you know, sometimes the way the world goes. And if you hang in there, eventually the world will catch on. You never know what's going to happen. But um what I believe happened in that time was an important developmental time of our business. We got UPC codes um, and labels all for our products. We created our own packaging. Like I literally took chipboard to a friend who has um, a laser and I took product and I laid it out and I created our packaging. I tried to find box companies all over the Metro Detroit area. Couldn't find anybody to create the packaging for me. I'm like, this is your job. And I am not a packaging expert, but I created that because I had the time, I had the energy, and I had the need for it. I knew it was going to be needed. Um, We developed um, our website so that you could easily see all of our products. You know, there was a lot of development in our product of what we were going to sell and not sell and finding out what the people like is most popular so that when it came to, you know, 2018, early 2018, when it hit and we were busy, we had wholesale customers, we had distributors, we had these big orders going out and we were set up. We were ready to go. We had everything. If, if we didn't, if like you'll look on the internet now and every Jane Doe out there is making a glass straw, but they're scrambling because they see that they're, they're popular now, whereas we're set up. Yep. It's like everything worked out and now we don't have to scramble. We can just break in what we've been, you know, the reap the rewards for what we've worked so hard for for nine years. So as much as someone could look at it from a way outside and say, uh, oh, they got lucky that this video went viral. It was mm-hmm. really nine years of, of preparation. And mm-hmm. so often uh, luck is when preparation meets timing uh, in a really interesting way. And, and uh, those who were prepared rise to the top. And that's what you guys did. Was it... Uh, Tell us about that, like that big jump up. Was it literally like an overnight thing or was it a gradual thing over a short period of time? Um, I would say it was probably over about a month. I remember it being like July um, and it was almost scary because all of a sudden you're like, 
what is going on? Like people are like telling me about this video and I'm like, what was going on? We were doing, we do art fairs in Michigan in the summer. And so we were at our first art fair the second weekend of July. And I mean, we saw our sales spike because people that used to walk past our booths every, every year were now more aware of a reusable straw. And so they stopped and they listened to us and they gave us a chance. Whereas before, I mean, I have some of the rudest comments of people going, that's stupid. Why do you do this? Are you sure. actually making money at this? You know? So they actually gave us a chance and it, we did that art fair and then one right after it. And it was, we did the Ann Arbor art fair and it was ridiculous. I, I can't even explain it. It was almost surreal because it was so different. Like it, it like one month you're like, I don't know what we're doing here. We're not making anything. And the next month you're like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. It, it, like you said, it just is the effort of you putting in the time and it being patient and believing in yourself and believing in your husband and believing in your product and your customers loving you and sharing our customers share mm -hmm. our product too. It's word of mouth more than, and we don't, we literally don't advertise except for doing SEO and a few like ads online like Google, but you're not going to see us on a billboard. We, we had news programs come to us and want to do spotlights on that. It was I, it, surreal is the best way yeah. to describe it. And not easy. And so many things that you just said, one of them being not quitting. Right. And uh, it sounds like you came close uh, really close to the tipping point there. Yeah. Was that a moment, a time period as well? Yeah, it was. I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, I have background and I'm talented and I'm, I'm a hard worker. I can do all kinds of different stuff. And I don't mind if Brian keeps doing his website stuff because it was well established at that point and thinking to myself, okay, uh, I have to change this. I have to do this different. And it was like changing my whole life and the way that our world worked and I liked the way our world, world was working in our life and the way I could be there for my kids and I could take the time to go get them at school. I didn't have to rely on daycare. I didn't have to rely. I could go to their sporting events. And, and I just wasn't willing to give up what I loved doing, not just my work, but also my life. And so I just said, you know what, it's, it's just not worth it. I'm going to mm -hmm. keep, keep going and I'm just going to believe that, it's going to work out. And it did, but it was hard. It was rough. For sure. And then the timing hits, the order spike. Is it so many orders that you're like putting things on back order? You're spending 24 hours a day making straws or what was that time period like? No, it wasn't putting anything on back order. It was because uh, we stock a lot of raw material. So it was more just a, like a lot of work on my part to make all the product. And fulfill would, it. Uh -huh, yep. Because we worked out of the house. So I would work all day. And then all night I would wrap up all the orders. I would just be wrapping. So it was like, I never got a break. And it was, we hired, we just have contract employees, which is actually kind of nice for this time. We didn't have to lay anybody off and they could right. just come back when ready. But we hired a couple of contract employees to come in the house and help and they helped. And then they moved to our new space with us. And Awesome. Yeah. What does a Strawsome ship in? How does it get to the customer? Yeah. So we actually put a lot of uh, thought and effort into how we ship our product because we don't just want to use plastic wrap and plastic envelopes and garbage materials that'll be on this earth forever, right? Because we're making a sustainable product in general. Um, so we have a, a standard size, you know, about 10 inch long, I think it's, yeah, 10 inch long box and it's cardboard. 
And then we researched and found a paper alternative to plastic wrap, but plastic bubble wrap. And it's called Giami, and it looks like a honeycomb of paper when you pull it out. So it puffs up and it protects the straws, and it actually protects them better than the, we used to use plastic bubble wrap ages ago, but it protects way better than plastic bubble wrap ever did, barely any breakages. Um, and we don't ship our product out in retail packaging. Retail packaging is purely for wholesalers that, you know, want it, that need it for their store um, or their, you know, their restaurant or wherever it's at on the counter space. Um, I actually had one customer, because we do have a picture of it on our website of our wholesale packaging. I had a customer email me complaining that his straw didn't come in the beautiful packaging we have. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, did you need it for something? Because that's just a waste of paper right. <laughs> and a waste of money. And he never responded. So I was like, mm, okay, let's think before we just, I want that packaging too. Let's right. think about it. Do you need that packaging? You know, can you do without it? I bet you'll survive. I mean, I would be thrilled if something came without packaging and you just open the paper and it's ready to go. For so sure. Tear it open, you know? So we put a lot of thought and effort into it um, and it, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Our customers actually do notice, you know, oh, this came in something that's for sure. It's important. What is, who is the ideal customer? Is it one person buying one straw? Is it a big group buying a lot of straws, a retailer, wholesaler? Um, it, it, it's mostly like on our website, it's just an individual. It's usually a female, you know, just like, you know, 30 to 60 ish or whatever general that area. So it's mostly women, but I do find that men are coming around, you know, when they, it's funny because many women will get the straw and then their husband will use it. And like you said, you didn't want one and now they love it. So, um, and then um, on our wholesale end, it will be like, we have a, mostly like smaller mom and pop shops, like things around the country, around the world, actually. We have a distributor in Canada. We have one in the UK. Um, you know, a couple of distributors have gone out of business, so, you know, they aren't with us anymore, but it's, it's, we have orders from on our website that go to like Tokyo, like all over wow. the world. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Wow. Yeah. And when someone's ordering, what are the customization options on a straw is it one size fits all? Yeah. So there we have everything from a five inch mini straw to a 14 inch wine bottle straw, <laughs> It's it's silly, but you like know, a proper. You can put it in yeah, an actual wine bottle. Yes, you can put it right in the bottle. It's brilliant, it's brilliant, right? This is what happens when you drink too much wine one night and have the ability <laughs> to make a straw for it. So um, it was fun to do that. It's just like a you know, but a lot of people use it for like a big, big giant water jug that they drink out of. So it works perfect. But widths, we have a skinny width, which is equal for like a cocktail straw or for drinking coffee out of. We have regular widths. We have smoothie widths. We have a bubble tea width, um, a variety of different colors. I think we have 10 different color choices. There's a variety of different designs that we've done on all, a bunch of colors. And then one of our more popular um, products these days that I don't think anybody else does is you can get a personalized straw. So what we do is we take the straw and then we, you can pick your color dot. There's a dot of color on it and you pick your letter. So you get that color with your letter. So I could get like a, a pink D on a pink straw if I wanted to, but there's nice. a bunch of different variations for that, but it, it makes it fun. So, you know, it's like a, this is my straw. That's your straw. There's no denying it. And for sure. It's fun. Amazing. So there's different sizes, uh, different colors. You can put letters on it. I heard you also talk about animals. Yeah. So we have cause straws in our, um, our product lineup, which are actually, um, 
really important to me because back when we started Strassen, like I really have a passion for like giving back, but when you're a struggling self-employed person, you can't really have, you don't really have the funds to give back and donate to all these places. So this gives us an opportunity to, um, we create cause straws. So for example, one is for sustainable coastlines, Hawaii. And we created a turtle on the surface of the straw. We worked with them to create the design of what they wanted it to look like. And we, you know, we give them a little tips like to make it sure it sells for them. And then with each purchase of the straw, we give back a portion of that um, sale to the organization we work with. So awesome. Very yeah. cool. What is like, what's the real implication of, of plastic straws? How, how deep can you take us on really what happens with those and why they're so bad? Yeah, I think what is my, I have a stat. I think it's 500 million plastic straws are used a day. I think in the U S alone a day, a day, uh, a day. I mean, when you, not many people like it, it's hard to like, you have to jump people just see their own little tunnel, right? Like I'm just using the straw and I'm going to throw it away. Well, you don't think about everybody else is also doing that. Like there's, you know, 8 billion people in the world. What's one straw going to matter? Well, if everybody takes little steps, whether it's bags, bottles, straws, toothbrushes, cutting out all the single use plastics that are just being thrown away, you make a huge impact because you're, you're, you're modeling that for other people around you. People talk about what they're doing. They share, especially in the world of social media, you're sharing what you're doing and what you're enjoying. Um, plastics are a burden on our society. You can find pictures online where people find like a yogurt container from like 1975 you know, still around and it has a date stamp on it. So you know when it was made and when it was from. So it's, it's not only like really bad for our environment and for our future generations, but it's also personally not great for your own system to always be eating out of plastic, heating up in plastics. And you're getting all those chemicals that are in that petroleum product are getting into your system. And it's, it's very, it causes cancers, you know, it's, that's why we cut out BPA, but straws still have that BPA in it. So if you're sucking hot coffee through it or a cold pop or whatever, it's, it's going to have effect on your health in the long run. But a lot wow. of times people don't think about the long run. They just enjoy the moment and don't think in the, in the broader spectrum of the way things are going to be. For sure. So there's both a, a personal implication on the BPA and straws, et cetera, as well as a global implication of we're one of the 500 million every mm -hmm. time that we use one. Yeah. And it is really one of those things where if everyone made a small difference, mm -hmm. it would be such a massive change. Yeah. And it goes back to my thing. If you believe in yourself and what you're passionate about, even if you're passionate about just cutting out plastics out of your life, you believe it's going to happen. It'll be happening. And things are changing. People are becoming more aware and it's making a big difference because people are believing in what mm -hmm. they want to see changed. And like you said, you know, it's not going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. And you've lived mm -hmm. that out, you know, many times over. You talk about taking glasses, uh, classes to do glass blowing and learning how to make straws probably wasn't easy. Might have burned your hands a couple of times, I'm sure, but, mm -hmm. but worth it to start Strawsum. Mm -hmm. about the nine years of, of preparation, also not easy. The patience that it took, but when the timing was there, how worth it it was to go through that mm -hmm. and just sustainable straws in general, uh, just how, how hard it has been to start a company from scratch and build it up to the level of Strawsum. Um, but how worth it it is to the world is so powerful. Um, so yeah. we commend you for that for sure. Mm -hmm. 
what is, what's the future of Strawson? What are you working on now? That's not easy, but you know, it's going to be worth it in the future. Um, for the future, I'd like to have somebody permanently to help me make straws because I don't have that right now. I have another station set up and I try to get my son to do it and he's not into it. So to find somebody, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's the world we live in right now. Whoever will work for me and can, that's right in my vicinity, please work for me. But the future is I'd like to have help in production because it takes a lot of my time and a lot of a lot of wear and tear on my body to do that over and over again in a day. Um, so that's a struggle right now is I feel like I have to do it all because I want my product to be perfect. Um, and somebody else has to learn and it's not going to be perfect when they are in that learning process. And I'm okay with that, but I, I, I have a lot to practice on. I have a lot of pro straws to practice on, but I just need someone that's trustworthy. That's, um, you know, it lives up to my standards, I guess, to work with. Me. Of course. Yeah. What is the best way for someone listening to connect with what you have going? Where can they find you and follow you? And then also what's the best way for someone to support uh, your mission? Yeah. So our website is strawsome.com. We are on Facebook as Strawsum and um, we are on Instagram and Twitter as at be Um The best way to support us is just sharing. You know, if you are interested in it, you don't have to buy it. That's fine. I just love people sharing because you never know who it's going to make a difference in their, in their life. It's, it's not just about you. It's about other people and what could make their life better. And I think that's what keeps me going is a lot of people are really affected by the product that I make for them. And it, it gives me purpose and I, and I have fun with it. If we ordered straw two um, today, mm-hmm. when would we be sipping some nice iced tea out of those straws? Right. So we actually ship really fast. We make a, a conscious effort to do that. We'll ship the next day unless we wow. get really bogged down, but we will ship next day, um, you know, in first class and priority mail through the U.S. Postal Service. Nowadays, it's a little bit slower for them to get sure, it to sure. you, but I mean, locally in, in normal times, you'd get it like the next day or two and uh, people even, cause you know, I think people are accustomed to this like Amazon, you know, shipping. And so we want to keep up with that. Like, I hate when you order something and then it's like two weeks and you finally got it. You're three yes. Weeks. Like, it seems like it just like ancient now. Like yeah, why would it like, not be here tomorrow? Like what is keeping you from shipping it? But why do you have to take a week to ship it? It doesn't make any sense. Like I know when somebody orders from us that they're excited about it and I'm excited for them to get it just as much as they are to receive of course. it. So I, um, I, we make a conscious effort to really ship out very fast and yeah. Um, I mean, even the personalized ones, I'll make it and ship it out the next day. Awesome. Uh, if I'm here. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to let, uh, we're going to let Deidre wrap it up here with some final thoughts. Um, so Deidre, feel free to take it away here. It's been amazing to learn the story, learn about the not easy parts and about how worth it some of those have been. So um, whatever your parting words are for, for the many people that are listening here, um, take it away. Yeah. So I think that in this day and age that we live in, the tagline of it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Whatever you're passionate about right now, whatever's weighing on your heart that you want to do or want to support, it's, it's might not be easy right now, but it's totally going to be worth it if you follow through with what you're doing, whether it's taking out a simple plastic straw in your life or plastic bags at the grocery store and doing something that's a little change. It, it's going to be hard to remember to do those things at first but becomes a habit and then it's going to be totally worth it for the world, for yourself and just keep on, keep on keeping on. You can do it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being here (laughs) guys today. We've been chatting with the architect by training, the mother by choice and the creator of Strawson by pure passion, Deidre Sirowick. 
We thank you so much for your time and your mission um, and for what you're doing and uh, encourage everyone to check out, check out the site and support as able. So thank you so much and all the best to you uh, moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate being here. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you.